Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Dynamite Show. Paul Fontaine, Jeff Hawkins. A little late, but we're here. And uh, for those uh, watching live, I want to thank you for joining us. I see there's some people already watching. And uh, for those on audio, well, we're not late. I don't think. Maybe we are. I don't know. Uh, but uh, hopefully you're getting this at the time you normally do. Uh, and uh, Jeff, uh, I had uh, I had a night, I will say. I had uh, It was my granddaughter's uh, first birthday. so we had You're throwing parties. You're trying to watch wrestling. Well, I tried to watch wrestling after the party or, well, kind of during it. Um, and uh, my wife's not thrilled with me, but I did stay till the cake. And I got some nice pictures and I put them up on my Twitter of my granddaughter uh, smashing her cake. But uh, and then I'm uh, I, I'm taking my notes as I always do, and I'm like transcribing every word that Wordlow says. And all of a sudden, I get this blue screen, and it says we've encountered an error in your PC, and we're working to fix it. And we'll restart your computer in 25, 20, 50. I'm like, what? And then it took like I don't know 20 minutes for my computer to get back up. And when it did, I had missed not too much of my notes. I got most of them. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I I didn't get I didn't transcribe. I, I had a beautiful transcription. The, the blue screen of death is why your boy became a Mac guy, and I okay. never thought I would. But yeah, anyway. well, I did get like I got most of it, and I, I got no notes on the main event. But uh, I uh, I'll, I'll just do that from memory. And there was a couple of promos in between as well. So we'll we'll do all that. But uh, before we get going on the show, there we got some news that I think is actually pretty big news. I did and too. You, yeah, you had mentioned this to me, and I I didn't know who this person was. Was her name Jen Pepperman? Yes. Yeah. So Jen Pepperman uh, left WWE and was signed by AEW. Um, it was announced earlier today. They sent out a media release, which I didn't get. I get all their media releases. I didn't get this one. Yeah, but, she was um, at TV. She was at TV tonight. Okay, and she was heavily involved with the women's division over in WWE from what I understand. Yeah. Very close to uh, senior. One... She was senior creative at WWE. Okay. And, and was she in charge of the women's like, that's what I'm hearing. I, I wouldn't say in charge. Uh, I mean, heavily, like, heavily in... involved. I mean, okay. like a lot of the good stories that came out of the women's division okay. were her, or okay. at least, okay. I mean, it's a collaborative thing. Uh, she spearheads a lot of it. She, I mean, I saw uh, some people speculating that their women's stories haven't been as good the last couple of weeks, and that's probably because she wasn't there. And I think those people are nuts. I I, I wouldn't go that far. Um, okay, but I mean, she had a lot to do with the golden role models. If you want that, that, she had a lot to do with damage control. Who's the golden role models? Piper and Chelsea? No, that's Bailey and Sasha on there during the pandemic. Was that their name? Yes. Oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> wow. I mean, I remember them as a team. I didn't. I'm know sorry, you were too busy studying ROH history to know. I about guess. Yeah. WWE. No, I mean, I remember the team very well. I didn't um, know they had a name. Yeah, I. Uh, number one, 
what you need to look at when, when this happens is uh not only did she uh she wasn't just hired by AEW, she was poached by AEW. That's I mean, I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah. I mean why not? Because that's what it is. And well the and, length of time between her leaving WWE and AEW signing her was about the length of time it took me to do this sentence. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I don't think Tony Khan necessarily had her number in his Rolodex. Okay, so which which around. which which means to me, she's a Mercedes whisper, possibly. Um, I know that there are people probably who have worked with her in WWE that have come to AEW. That I, I have Tony. not met. I have not met anybody, um, in either in the backstage or, um, in talent in terms of you know, the few people I know or talk to, et cetera, et cetera, who have a bad thing to say about her. No, same I mean, thing. Same thing. I... Uh, the people that I talked to in creative um, loved her. I mean, they, they did. They, they thought she Although was... I'm sure that's going to change now because yeah, I don't they'll think say, there's yeah, she's any, not... there's nobody in AEW that you could say is universally liked. You hear bad things about everybody. Yeah. Um, here, here's where I'm going to, I mean, I was arguing with uh, Rich Krejci of the voices of wrestling flagship on, on about this, because he's one of these guys and it, it's a perfectly valid viewpoint where it's just like, I just want wrestling on my good wrestling TV show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, th- and then he kind of pulled an argument from my bag and goes, well, you know, back in the day, those guys didn't need writers, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't need any of this stuff. And I'm, I'm just like, and I was praising the move and I'm just like, look, she knows real television. And I know that, well, I don't want real television. Yes, I didn't mention three-time Emmy Award winner. Uh, yeah, she, she, she's, from, she's one of the people that they got from the soap opera world when soap opera writers kind of walked out for a while, I think. Yeah. I think that's what happened. But she knows directing. She's a member of the Directors Guild, or she was. She knows writing, and she knows acting. So that, that I'm not and, saying... And oh, Keith, she's a woman. Yes, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean you, you can't you can't underemphasize that. I sort of do, but that's at my own peril. I get that. Well, I, I think I don't having do, a woman I don't, I don't, involved in writing women's story I, I think lines, as a voice, it's, I think me. as as a voice, it's great. But I'm always like the I'm I'm the person who thinks you should be able to write women if you're a man, and if you can't, that's your problem. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just I'm just judging it as I also don't want to short shrift her because she's a woman. I'm not saying well, a lower bar for her because she's a woman. No, that's, that's that's not what I'm saying at all. But I know. Okay, and you're right. Like you should be able to write stories for women, and and there are a lot of good writers that do. But I think you need a female voice in the room. I do. I, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree. You need that. You need you need that. At least at least in terms of trust between the talent and and management. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Because then then they can go and say, well, I don't think a woman would actually do or say that. Yeah. And all I'm saying for for people who are going to get on my ass about me really liking this hire is, is that I don't want WWE in AEW. I don't want camp. I don't want mm-hmm. melodrama. I don't necessarily want soap opera stuff in there. I'm saying give this a chance because she knows a lot of things and she could be a good resource. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. She could, she, she could be a, mo- she, 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 she's a uh, Swiss army knife type in entertainment to me. If, if you know, writing, directing and, and acting, you can, I mean, wrestlers are fine on their own, mm-hmm. but hey, maybe I can figure out a way to stage this promo in a way that will make you look better. 
type of a thing. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying she can be BASF. She can make your stuff better. And and if, if there's anybody from AEW that happens to listen to this, I doubt they do. But if they do... Um, well, we know Tony listens. Tear down anybody in the back who, who you know, that that's the thing is also AEW tends to be kind of an art camp type thing where it's like, <laughs> I know my creative. I'm good. I, you know, I, I have the freedom to do what I want to do. I don't want to hear from anybody. I didn't come here to get bossed around like the other. Just keep an open mind. That's all I'm saying here on, on this hire. I don't know if it's going to be great or not. I think it's definitely was somehow spearheaded by the signing of Mercedes Monet. And then yeah. Mercedes was probably the one that slipped the number to Tony and Tony probably called her up and go, Hey, can you quit and come over? Yeah. I probably won't get a non-compete because I'm a writer. They don't give non-competes to people in the back. Usually. Are we going to get um, a, are we going to get an angry tweet from triple H in six months saying, while no. he was going through all this stuff with his father-in-law, someone was out poaching my talent. And then it's so sad. <laughs> uh, I don't think, with, I don't think with people in the back helping that, that, that counts necessarily. I, right. I just don't, but I know like, like when she left a bunch of WWE people threw out tweets, thanking her, Adam Pierce, yeah. especially, um, you know, people yeah. who were in mostly in, speaking slash angle type roles really appreciated the stuff that she brought to it. And I'm just saying this is kind of what AEW needs. AEW needs something in terms of the non-wrestling aspects of a wrestling television show that, that I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, creative freedom applies to her too that's that's the thing is i and i don't know if she's going to be a system quarterback or if she's going to be somebody with a lot of ideas in terms of television that's kind of why i'm excited because she's not just her only tv experience isn't just wwe she knows soap operas and she knows just basic television production so maybe she can be a great asset to this company that's all i'm excited about here but everybody was i mean Wrestling fans were jumping down my throat because it's like, well, well, you know, maybe if they can't cut a promo, they're not a good wrestler. And I go, okay, great. So you're saying Kenny Omega is not a good wrestler. <laughs> like, no, I didn't say that. Kazushka you know Okada, I mean? yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's one other intangible benefit here. And I, I maybe it's not even intangible. But one of the things we've heard over the last, I don't know, six months to a year, whenever there was a prominent female that would be, you know, thought to be available. And you would say, okay, where should you go? And and the the prevailing discourse would be, oh, well, you shouldn't go to AEW because um, they don't really do women's storylines very well. They only have one women's match a show. It's not the place you want to go if you're a woman. Whereas WWE, the women are all over the show. They've got multiple yes. storylines. They've got blah, 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 blah. Well, now you've got a key person that was involved with the women's storylines yes. in WWE over in AEW. And that not just Mercedes, you know, there's going to be other people. There's going to be people in WWE right now whose contracts are going to come up. And now they might think, well, now AEW looks a little bit better, especially given whatever is going to happen in the next six months to a year. If things yeah, start but, to change and but, we've but already that, seen it, we we're getting two matches a show. We had two women's matches tonight. We're going to have two on, on, uh, on Saturday. We had two last week. So, we're already seeing these changes. I, and- I truly believe this is a two-way street here. I, I think this is something where if she comes in with an attitude of, I can help, I can do a lot here. I have a 
totally clean slate. Let's see what kind of ideas I can bring in here versus, you know, hey, what what did my old place used to do? And I can do that, blah, blah, blah. And then and then if AEW looks at her and goes, okay, look at all these things she can do that she's brought from her past. How can we use that properly? Yes. And 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 it's one of those things where and again, it, it's, you know, everybody puts these caveats if used properly. And and I will do that here as well. I'm not saying this is a knockdown drive, but I think this is a great hire for them. I think this this addresses a huge need for them. And, and I, I think that women's division needs all the help it can get. Her official title, I believe, is vice president in charge of creative content. Of content, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So that's a pretty big title, I think. You know, I mean, they got a lot of VPs and EVPs, but this one sounds like she's right under Tony, I think. Yeah, um, I, th- I think she's gonna. I think I think uh, I think she's getting her own fiefdom. I yeah. think she's probably gonna be given this women's division to to do with yeah. what she pleases, and then she can evaluate and whatever. I I you know with some input from you know probably the with key some input women. from others. You know I yeah. I, I uh, yeah Madison I mean, Rains probably a voice in the room. I, I would look, imagine if you look at that talent. WWE main roster women's division, it's multifaceted in many ways. You have your comedy people, yeah. you have your tough people, you have your stars, you have your people that are coming up, you have your fan, fa- you have people who are under the radar who have become fan favorites because of some of the booking of the women and how they do it, like live, yep. like yeah, live Morgan. Morgan. I mean. Piper is getting there, or not Piper, Chelsea is getting there. Chelsea Chelsea Green is such a great uh, stooge and, in terms of interest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's she's there to get beat and be funny about it. And and that's, sometimes, well, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you yeah. need sometimes. And yeah. look, you have, you have Bianca, you have Rhea, you have Becky, you have, um, I mean, they're in fine Jade shape. was I'm, looking good. Uh, not saying they don't need Bailey, her, but, but, but she left them in fine shape. Yeah, she did. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's uh, actually, there's another name that came up to, well, I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about this one. Throw it out there. More about it. I, I'll do it Seamus. real quick. Seamus. He's not gone they, yet. No, no, but there's talk. Like he, he sent out a tweet today that got people thinking that he was AEW bound. Um, someone made a, someone said, uh, uh, oh, I, or he tweeted out that he misses the days of five-star bangers. And then someone responded and said, Someone responded and said, uh, "Well, I like storylines uh, and and reasons for my matches." And then he quote tweeted them and said, "Go watch a soap opera." Then, <laughs> and uh, that was that. And somehow that led people to believe he's going to AEW, which I actually it, think he might be. But he might. Like, he and yeah. Drew are still, you know. I mean, yeah. Our, but he's I also mean, that was the rumor. Claudio. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a possibility, but look, cross those bridges when you get to them. Exactly, and that's why I said I, I wasn't even going to bring it up. Okay. Yeah, so let's get to this show. Let's. Um, yeah, so this show didn't look like much on the surface, and Tony Kwan, Tony Kwan, I was going to say. Tony Kwan? Tony Kwan even sent, awesome. yeah, he sent out a tweet, like, a couple hours before the show, and he almost apologized in advance for this the quality and he said they had a lot of challenges due to you know like injuries and people not being available and all this but uh, they're gonna go five minutes over anyways and uh and and they're gonna have a great show and blah 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 blah. so sometimes those shows are great and uh man we started off and i remember last week when they announced this match dax and uh i wrote down dax and mox versus ftr claudio and mox against ftr um and I, I remember being like upset because I was hoping it was gonna be on the pay per view, and uh, 
And then we're getting here on Dynamite. So I was like, well, you know, whatever. We're going to have a great match. And damn, did they have a great match. This match slapped so hard for me. It hit all my feels. I... This was, this was, I mean, it started out the same as last week, but it escalated quickly. Remember last week I said they went like 13 minutes without doing anything but chops. And then like you were saying, it never just got out of gear. A lot of people yeah. liked that match last week, but this match, this match was so much better. To oh me. yeah. And the crowd, I mean, they went back and forth between, you know, cheering for both teams and, and, I'm, and I'm giving Kevin Ely credit for this crowd tonight. I'm sure he was <laughs> the one leading the way. He was in the fourth for row. Things. Yes. Yeah. And uh, man, they beat the crap out of each other. I've noted that like before the match even started, Claudio's chest was bruised. So I don't know if that was in anticipation of what was about to happen or what. Um, early on, Moxley and uh, and Cash, I don't know if they butted heads or something. And freaking Cash's head looked like Von Wagner had his forehead painted. Like it was like his head was like protruding and red. And I was like, oh, my God. And and they were just chopping the crap out of each other, and they were back and forth. And man, they they did all their spots. And Moxley did like the the best slash worst babyface in peril, like just overacting, but it was beautiful. Like you know, trying to get to the corner, and finally makes the tag just as Cash Cash does the best babyface comeback I've ever seen. Um, I, I mean, it's it was just beautiful um they both did doomsday devices uh at one point crowd chanted this is awesome meanwhile like this match is just getting going and all of a sudden justin roberts is like 15 minutes have elapsed five minutes to go and i'm like no i want 20 more minutes of this i want 30 i tweeted out at this point like if they do a best of 99 series like for the rest of the year i'll be happy and uh, but they just kept going and they were at a fast pace this whole match like they never slowed down right. at all um two minutes remaining cash um dove in broke up something that uh claudio or that mox and dax were doing all four guys were down fans are chanting this is awesome keep in mind they had just done a two minute break mox and dax get back to their feet they're trading blows dax puts on a sharpshooter claudio tried to break it up cash grabbed him Claudio starts kicking Dax while he's holding on the sharpshooter, and Dax is no selling it. Uh, Justin does his one minute remaining. So Claudio grabs a, a sharpshooter on Cash. So him and Dax are like standing, like right across from each other with sharpshooters on Moxley and, uh, and Cash Wheeler. And they're like just staring at each other. They start slapping each other. And uh, finally, they all get up. Uh, Claudio hits a pile driver on uh, Dax. Mox rolled him up. Dax kicked out. Mox put the choke on. Uh, gives a Mox gives him a double bird. They go to do the shatter machine. Da- um, FTR does, and then uh, Dax starts to put on the sharpshooter, and the time runs out. And they, they they just kept going. And it was like neither of them. I don't think they even heard the time counts. Like you know, sometimes they time these things out perfectly. I, I oh. This was just beautiful. And then the the bell rang and they just kept going. <laughs> I, I adored this match oh. in so many ways. My favorite s- sequence. I don't remember it all. I mean, there, there are two that I really like. I liked, I liked the whole thing of, uh, with the chair in the corner by the, uh, by the barricade, that whole thing where it's like, at one point Dax is beating on, uh, uh, or no, yeah, Dax is beating on Claudio and then it reverses, and then Moxley's beating on Dax, and Cash comes oh. over and breaks that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that other one on the outside where uh 
uh, Moxley does something to Dax, and then Cash shoves Moxley into the stairs. Claudio comes out to chase Cash off. Cash jumps over the stairs and does like the Captain Morgan pose oh. on the stairs, where he's just like has his hands on his hips and and like one foot up. I howled at that. That was great. Yeah, and uh, and then the aftermath of this match was how a brawl should be. You know, just kind oh, of yeah. sporadic. I mean, you know they do the brawls way too much in terms of security coming out and being geeks and things like that. But this felt actually what it would be kind of like oh. where it's like tensions never calm down, but guys never ne- necessarily break away from the security either type of a thing. It's it's just one of those things where the tension is still there for a few minutes, as opposed to it being a spot where it's like, you know, Goldberg or Brock beat up 20 indie wrestlers with black shirts oh, no, on no. or something like that's that wasn't this no. no that wasn't this at all excalibur said the locker room emptied and i mean that's what it was there was refs there was wrestlers there was indie guys there was just a multitude of people and i was trying to make out who they were and the occasional i know butcher was, and blade were part of it butcher butcher he was the one that finally got it calmed down a little bit he just <laughs> decided at some point okay this nothing i am shit. tired of this crap and everybody's like yeah. oh, you're the and, butcher I'm not doing and then it. i saw daniels out there and he was trying to get them across yeah. but then they you know they broke him up for a bit and then they started at it again and they were like in the ring they were outside the ring they were jumping at each other this is Every... like a street fight where the cops show up and it's like all yes. right i'm gonna walk away and then they end up you know yeah it was a scene from, at like, each other a scene from cops is what it was um yeah it was it was just unreal and uh yeah so they yeah they just went nuts and and it was here i figured out okay yeah they're probably they're gonna do uh a rematch at the pay-per-view and uh and then of course like right before they go to commercial excalibur says after the break we're gonna hear from ftr and i was like yes (laughs) that's awesome Uh the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But uh, before we heard from FTR, we get Renee backstage with orange cassidy and uh she uh she's wearing a white sweater with a rose on it you know i always got to write down what she's wearing and uh she uh she went over his recent history she talked about all the different friends of his that have been laid out recently so now he's by himself she brought up that he went to england on the weekend uh i'm sure everyone's seen that picture of uh tony khan and his girlfriend and orange cassidy and uh who's the other darby we're all at uh some football game the Fulham in England. Game, yeah. 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 And uh, everyone, but Tony looked like they wish they were anywhere else in the world. But uh, orange Cassie also defended his title in rev pro, which they mentioned. And later on, they would show highlights of it. And she asked if he's medically cleared. And he's like, well, that's why I'm here. Doc's going to let me know whether I'm cleared or not. And uh, doc's like, well, 
I mean, barely. Doc Cutchin Orange Cassidy, bro. I thought he was going to say whatever. Like, yeah, so did I. That's what. I, yeah, I'm sure that's what he was scripted to say, and he just probably forgot. I think that was the point of the promo. I think the point yeah. of the promo was Doc Samson saying things like Orange Cassidy was like, yeah, yeah, barely. Yeah, and he's like, and then and then Orange is like, well, that's good enough for me, and uh, he walks away, and then Renee's like, that's insane. How can he do this? And uh, she was more concerned than uh, than Doc. Doc was just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is because um, uh, I guess Trent either uh, has injuries or he couldn't make it. I don't know which. Well, they said um, they said that um, that he wasn't medically cleared. I don't know if that's storyline or or truth. It could be either, either. After, I mean, I'm trying to think of. Uh, if they had uh if they had a um uh like what he did last like i know that taven had that crazy match with uh with um orange cassidy last week but what what did trent do like i don't even remember oh he came out with oh, the pipe he took he the got, hit at the end of he the, took match. the hit yeah. yeah 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 so okay so that's fine i think it's yeah. a storyline but that's me i think you're right i think this is leading to trent challenging for that title and I actually think it may eventually end uh, lead to Okada challenging for the title. Um, so I, uh, you think yeah, Okada is going to be with best friends? Uh, yeah, I mean he, he's already aligned with them. Well, you know we can always get a, get away from the chaos stuff in AEW. Well, they've already kind of used it. Yeah, and, I uh, know. It's never too late, though, once you've signed him to your company to to actually use him properly, as opposed to being a geek with these geeks. What's uh, wrong? What's, what's distracted you right now? Uh, Emily. Um, my wife's like... Do you need to go? Uh, okay. I will let you know. Um, <laughs> Do I need to pick up notes somewhere? <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, what, are we, what are we at here? Uh... So we did the uh, yeah. So they showed highlights of uh, the the undisputed kingdom attacking Chuck and Rocky and laying out Orange Cassidy, and then highlights of last week. And they should and they mentioned that uh, Orange Cassidy was taking Trent's match because he's not medically cleared. Oh, you know what you can uh, you can talk about is uh, Scoops Marvez interviewing FTR and the brawl that followed. Can you do ninety seconds on that? I think I can. Okay, so I'm going to shut off my camera and go deal with what's going on upstairs. And uh, you talk about old scoops and the brawl that ensued backstage. Yeah, so um, Alex Marvez is is backstage, and it looks like even that, that FTR has started cutting the promo before even the camera comes on. And actually, for me, this is one of FTR's better promos. That they've cut because of that. If if you watch FTR promos, and this is a criticism that I've brought up on this show multiple times, FTR being possibly my favorite act in professional wrestling, they always start uh, neutral, and then they have to get into their uh, they have to get into their emotion to find uh, to find the promo that they want to cut here. They're they're almost mid promo when Marvez goes to them, and of course, you know they're angry. Yeah, you know, they 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 decide to uh, call out, um, they they call out uh, the BCC for uh, 
for revolution because hey we're not doing anything you do anything no and then the bcc come out and they're coming out being held back by security into the parking garage and this um it all sets up the stage for for setting the match for the pay-per-view but also um oh no never mind that's not i was thinking the uh i was thinking the cool hand Ange <laughs> promo for some, which is actually set in the same location kind of but yeah uh Marvez is back there to to set up the match for Revolution between Daniel or not Daniel and Moxley and Claudio versus FTR. He said do ninety seconds, but I think that was probably a lie on both his part and my part because this promo, you know, was basically a uh, thing, and I don't have notes in front of me because he's the guy who writes the notes. So let's stall here a little, kids. Uh, reading some of the uh, chat. Uh, yeah, I, I look. I, I get I get people's apprehension with with the hire because because these are things reacting to it um you know if we see you know crap angles like you see in nxt then i don't want her in there look i've, I've already gone through all that i i don't want aew to turn into wwe i don't particularly care for wwe in their style i never have but we also live in a world where wrestling has evolved and people haven't learned how to talk and that's a problem it, it, it's why I called out Dave when he said, oh, Ricochets can't miss on the WWE roster. You know why? Because Ricochet doesn't know how to talk. And if he had somebody helping him, then maybe, maybe he could have done so. It sounds like Paul's back, so I think I've stalled long enough. Oh, I forgot to mute my camera, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, but did that's okay. <laughs> uh, no, all, I, all, I, all we heard was you coming back. Um, okay. I basically said that this interview... Uh, set up FTR and BCC, and and yeah. then I uh, and then I stalled. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, they, so they're having a match at Revolution, and hopefully it's no time limit. Um, at the very least, give them an hour. But uh, it's <laughs> honestly, it's probably the match I'm most looking forward to besides yes. the uh, the main event. So, and that led into Orange Cassidy against an unadvertised match. I had no idea was happening until the show started. Mike Bennett. And uh, <laughs> they had a match that was fine. It was maybe even good. Um, the key spots here was... I the, wanted to uh, hear about Mike Bennett's shirt, and then Mike Bennett ended up interrupting them talking about the new shirt on the AEW store to listen to Mike Bennett plug himself on commentary in not a very good way and then go back to the match. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, he started wrestling in his shirt, then he took it off, then they started talking about the shirt. Um, they, uh, the, the, uh, undisputed kingdom ran down and interfered. Roderick strong took the ref orange Cassie, put his hands in his pockets to taunt. And then that allowed uh, Mike Bennett to give him a dick punch, which, uh, Excalibur says that Taz calls the five on two, which, uh, five knuckles, two balls. That's funny. Yeah, it was pretty cute. Um, and they have some uh, pretty good revolution gear, by the way, on AEW store right now. Oh Yeah. Yeah, they have a good. I, I like that Darby Bucks match or Bucks shirt that they have going on. Darby pretty, and Bucks. I mean, it's Darby and Sting versus the Bucks. It's kind of like oh, a, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a boxing poster. Yeah, it's gotcha. kind of cool. Oh, that sounds that sounds good actually. Um, yeah, this is where Bennett went to do commentary, and then uh, <laughs> then he rolled Orange Cassidy back into the ring, but then Orange Cassidy dove on him when he went back because he had spent too much time, and he dove on him again. Bennett gave him a spinebuster into the apron and a Death Valley driver on the floor. That didn't uh, do much because they went back in the ring. Orange Cassie hit him with uh, Orange Punch. Mm-hmm. They were going back and forth over a beach breaker, a pile driver. Bennett finally hit the gotch pile driver for two. 
Uh, then he knocked him down with punches, went for the pile driver again, but Orange Cassidy hit the breach break out of nowhere and got the pin. And uh, immediately after the match, uh, the Undisputed Kingdom were there and they attacked Taven Strong. And who should make the save? But Jake Hager. Jake Hager. Apparently him and Orange Cassidy are friends. He shows up. He's dressed in uh, beach gear, sunglasses, and he, they're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't think I mentioned that yet tonight. Hometown so, pop, obviously. Hometown, big time hometown pop. And yeah, he made the save and uh, yeah, whatever, you know, it's yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jake Hager and Orange Cassidy. I mean, it's it's wacky, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't realize they made a shirt for Butcher and Matt Menard as that one time tag team. No, they magic, did for a while. Magic meat. Magic uh, meat. It's on the Butcher's clear. Gonna, Butcher's going to be in that uh, meaty, whatever they call that, it, meaty yeah, mayhem that, or whatever. Yeah, meat mayhem. Yeah. He should be. He should be. Lance Art. We'll talk about that later, but I, I, can, I got some names. Maybe they can even bring some people in. Hmm. Tomohiro Shii. Get him over. Um, meaty? Well, yeah, he's stocky. I guess he kind of. Yeah. He can do a meat match. That's for damn sure. We'll talk but about yeah, that in he a made second. The save, let's, let's, yes. Laid that the just seems weird to me, though. Is that just like a sudden... I mean, I guess now that the rest of 2.0 are faces, we had to turn Hager face somehow, so that's a way to do it. He's wearing sunglasses like he's giant orange Cassidy. He might yeah. be like grapefruit Cassidy or something. They could be a hell of a team. Like, they, they really could. could. Yeah. I, I don't know what they will be, but... no. Um, no, but uh, he's in good. He's in great shape for a forty-year-old or what? However old he oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's like thirty-two in wrestler years because he hadn't done anything for the last ten years. Um, he uh, and Tony Khan informed Excalibur that Jake Hager is facing Roderick Strong on Rampage. So, I guess that's why he's there. <laughs> okay, so they're gonna beat him on Friday. I'm trying to imagine that match. And all I can think of is probably Wardlow ends up interfering on behalf of Roddy or something. Oh there's... yeah, yeah, because strong. Yeah, War, uh, uh, Jake Hager's gonna be in this meat mayhem too. I'm sure. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's probably why he's back. Um, so uh, we go backstage to Remarkable Renee. She was real busy tonight, and she's with uh, Cool Hand Ange. Tonight's the night. He's going on a date with Ruby. And I, uh, you know what I can see though during this this promo is <laughs> I can see everybody going, that's the WWE chick doing this. <laughs> Who? Oh yeah. Pepperman. Except <laughs> that was her contribution, the, the wasn't thing, it? This oh, I know. Going on I, know. For months. I know, but nobody yeah. watches Rampage. So uh yeah, that's true. And uh yeah, so they're going on a date tonight on Wednesday when yeah, they, like, they couldn't night. have they the one night a of a week for... they work and they're going on a date. I, I they couldn't have booked Tuesday, Thursday. No, no. And uh, and then, so she shows up. She's wearing a purple and black dress. I'm sure Taz uh, was calling for copyright infringement, although he didn't mention it. I was kind of disappointed in that. Why? Taz was orange and black. Oh, yeah, you're right. What? <laughs> no, this was orange and black. I okay, just wrote it down you say on. purple and black? I don't know why I, I said purple and black, too. but, it, like, but it was orange and black. She looked like freaking Betty Rubble. I thought Rubble. this was one of those things like the internet meme where it was like, is no. the dress yellow or blue? She and looked like a like... tattooed Betty Rubble. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so Renee, <laughs> Renee says, I'm going to leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, eh? Oh, yes, that's a five-star line. And she oh, says, text me later with the details. And then Ruby says, I'll tell you about it on Friday. 
So she can't even text her on Thursday. They gotta wait till Friday on Rampage. Well, you know, dude. they're gonna be, you know, knocking boots yeah. or something on the uh on the uh on the, uh, yeah, that's a two night date. That's a that's a hell of a first yeah. date, man. If it go if it goes yeah. more than twenty four hours, it's a good and date. So so a car pulls up in the backstage area here, and then Ruby says, Oh, is that for us? And Angela's like, uh no, I got us a lift. <laughs> He's Taz, <laughs> Taz, lift. What a cheapskate. Yeah. I howled at that. Well, he's, what do you think he's making? There's probably <laughs> surge pricing going on if they were at the arena. Probably, yeah. It's probably but more no, expensive so, than he thinks, so yeah. So they take forever to show who's going to be getting out of this limo. I'm like, who's it going to be? Mercedes, Okada, Will Ospreay? I thought it was the Bucks, and because and then I saw, you know, dress, dress shoes and no socks, which is the uh, status symbol of the douchebag. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Ric Flair. So yeah, you're right. It was a douchebag. You, you know what? To the, to that note, last Wednesday would make sense because it's Valentine's Day. They may have taped this last week and just not had time for it. So <laughs> they brought Ric Flair to wherever the hell they were last week, but they only Probably. aired it this Who week. Knows? Yeah. Well, I the Bucks. The... I think the Bucks had the same facial hair they had last. No, no, they had the soul patch last week. This week they were back to the uh, clean shave, the right? goatee. Oh, goatee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this was live, or at least that part of it, anyways. Um. So yeah, they uh, so they so they so they 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 do Ric Flair, and then uh, there's a mixed reaction from the crowd. Although I thought they were booing, but they might have been saying woo. I'm not sure. They're but... they're wooing, I think. Okay, uh, but uh, I didn't know it was like... booing on my TV. It sounded like cheers and wooing. Okay, so it's probably I did write down that it might have been wooing, um, but uh, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna give him a live mic, and uh, we didn't get that. But they go to no. break, they come back. And Renee stops him in the hallway. So over the whole commercial break, he's walked about 10 steps. And uh, she tells him March 3rd is around the corner. <laughs> and uh, she asked him for thoughts on Sting's last match. And he's all somber. And he says, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm disappointed. I thought I'd be a bigger part of the picture. I'm not upset at Sting. Here I thought he was going to say he was upset at Tony Khan. But he says, no, I'm upset I'm not more involved. I should be right in the middle of everything. And I haven't been here. And between you and I, I'm exploring some options. And then he wanders to this room that's labeled like, I don't know what it was labeled, but it sure as hell wasn't Young Bucks locker room. And somehow he knew it was the Young Bucks locker room. And he knocks on the door and they answer and he says, we got to talk. And they're like, all right, come in. You're not doing this justice because Rick okay. Flair used to be the greatest, one of the greatest promos in professional wrestling. Oh, I gave it way too much emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, and, and way too much diction as well. Yeah. Translation I'm going to be in Greensboro and I'm turning on Sting. Um, <laughs> like, well, well, no. Because I think I know how this goes. Oh. He's going to pretend like he's going to turn on Sting, and then he's not going to turn on Sting. It's going to all be a ruse by Sting and Flair so he can get the pop in Greensboro, and I think he gets double super kicked for the heat. That's possible, and maybe even probable, but I think it's more likely that he turns on Sting, but it backfires. In Greensboro, you think they're gonna let they're gonna let Flair be the heel? I mean, I get it, I get the well, thought. Well, no, he's gonna try to do something to Sting, or I think they're gonna and then it. he's gonna end up hitting the Bucks. I think they're gonna and, tease it. Yeah, they could. I mean, and then the Bucks might turn on him anyways after. 
So, you know, he's basically a man without a home, and then Sting makes a save for him because he's Sting. Like, I don't know. You might be right. It might be like a Something, double I don't, I don't know, but yeah, he's getting, he's, he, he wants a Greensboro pop. And so he's going to... I don't know how he's pitching it, whether he's going to be heel or face, but he's going to get it. So. By the end of this... Uh, by the end of this night, I'm 100% convinced that there's no way Sting is losing that match. Um, I had never thought he would anyways, but I figured he probably wanted to. But there's no way. I'm, 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 I guarantee you that if you're betting on this match, um, you're a degenerate. But uh, bet on Sting. All in. Don't bet on pro wrestling. <laughs> well, Just I don't. Said. All right. So we go back to the ring, and there's a lot of stuff on this show that I think, like whatever Tony was talking about in that tweet before the show, I think they just threw this together because they didn't have anything else, and. Like even that thing at the beginning, like with the FTR match that goes 20 minutes and then the brawl afterwards and all that. Like, I think that was like, frick, we got to kill 35 minutes here. Let's just throw these guys out there and have a match in the best brawl in the history of wrestling. And, uh, you know, that'll that'll do that. And I think that's what happened. So here we get Tony Schiavone and he introduces Daniel Garcia. They didn't mention this. I mean, not that you would. You're not going to, you know, advertise. Yeah, we're going to hear from Daniel Garcia. Uh, But. They should have based on what they got because man, this segment was I thought was great. I don't know what you thought, but um Excalibur pointed out in here that uh JR is out having surgery. Best wishes to him. I know I think he said the goal is that he's back for Sting's last match. So we'll see if that happens. Uh Tony Schiavone mentioned the match with Copeland last week, mentions that they're the two top two contenders for the TNT championship. So rankings are out the window because Daniel <laughs> Garcia is not ranked and he didn't beat Copeland. So whatever, that's fine. Uh, Copeland is on the shelf. The crowd boos that. So he says coming up at revolution, this man will get his TNT title shot at revolution. So I was told when they brought the rankings back, we're done with having randos get title shots, but Nope, that's not happening either. Uh, fans start chanting Garcia, Garcia. So great. You deserve a chance. So he gets a mic and he says, a lot of time I didn't feel like I deserve it. So thanks for saying that. I felt I was always destined for great things. People told me I was going to be great. When I was at my lowest point, I lost my confidence in that feeling. But I know that going through all that, three seconds was all I needed. And at the end of the Continental Classic, I got those three seconds. Those three seconds changed my life. Every single time I got down, you all picked me back up. Every time I danced, you danced with me. I can't thank each and every one of you enough for helping me restore that feeling. Adam Copeland, no one knows how that match would have ended, but if it had gone on any longer, I'd have made you tap out. It's not over between you and me, but the next time I see you, I will be holding the TNT title, and that brings me to Revolution. Christian Cage, I got a message for you. When you step in the ring with me, and then it cuts off in Christian's music played he cut a hell of a baby face promo here really liked his delivery his delivery was amazing was great whatever but the i'll see the one when i danced you danced with him oh jesus whatever i get it 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 but i thought this was gonna rebrand him as like badass daniel garcia well that's coming that's coming uh, but I yeah, mean, the whole no, point, I mean, none is, of it. This makes is his sense. best promo. This oh. was his best promo of his life, I think, by miles. I mean, I and did not think he was capable of this. 
Like I Again, really I, look, let's just give Peppermint all the credit for for all these great promos. And then we'll see she wrote it. She delivered it. She I was, don't know, because like yeah. we'll get into another promo later, which is probably the best of that person's career. So, yeah, I mean, something happened this week where something was in the water and everybody just came out with guns blazing. Oh, I know who you're talking about. OK, yeah. Um you know, the one I don't have notes for. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So Christian interrupts and he says, uh, Adam Copeland will not have another chance at my TNT title ever again. Do you understand me? So Tulsa, sit down while I conduct my business. I love that line. Daniel, what happened to you last week was just a byproduct of being in there with Adam Copeland. But no, you stand there as the number one contender for my TNT championship. It makes my head spin every time they say this. You've been on a hell of a run racking up wins, and as much as I'd like to step in the ring with you, I don't think it should happen at Revolution. Crowd booed that, which I thought is amazing, because normally when you tell them a match is happening, like, you know, at a different show, like, they people sometimes boo that, but they actually want Daniel Garcia to get his title shot at Revolution. So he says, it's not that I don't think you're worthy. I don't think you're ready. You're easily distracted. Don't get me wrong. I like your dance moves. But they're just distractions. You want to make these people smile. You want to entertain them. I just want to leave the arena every night as the most dominant TNT champion of all time. But we both know why you're the way you are, Daniel. I know something these people don't know. The fans start chanting, you suck, because they they know exactly what's coming. And uh, he says, you got a pretty dark childhood, don't you, Daniel? And they they keep focusing on Daniel. He's getting like, he knows this is going, and he's... He's not happy. He says, you didn't have many happy memories, did you? Do you know Jackie Garcia from Two Baker Court in Buffalo, New York? What? She was married to David Garcia, wasn't she? David Garcia is your father. And your father is dead. dead. Oh, my God. Uh, Garcia is, like, just fuming. And he says, wouldn't it be a beautiful fairy tale ending for you to win by- at, by our, our match and raise that belt over your head in memory of your father. Well, your father was a piece of crap and a loser alcoholic who lost his life to the bottle. Unlike him, I don't want to hurt you. I want to help you. I want to raise your full potential. At Revolution, I don't want to be your opponent. I want to be your father. And I have to note <laughs> that while this whole promo is going on, Nick Wayne is behind him. And he's Smiling. mugging constantly. Yeah, he is he's opening his shirt. <laughs> I am your father, or you're my father. And like he was great in this. He added so much to the segment. Um, Shane, I was just there, you know, whatever, Mother Wayne. But uh with, with the turtleneck that continues to look yes. like it gets bigger every week. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not the only thing that gets bigger. Uh so uh Christian Cage, Daniel Garcia says, if you ever open your mouth about my beautiful mother again. How about you come down to this ring and I'll put you in the ground right now. So Christian nods to Nick Wayne and he sends him down to the ring. And of course he gets like put in a sharpshooter right away. And then Christian sends kill switch down and kill switch. He can't even get in the ring. He's like, kind of, kind of trips over himself a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think they're just biding time. Cause Matt Menard showed For up out of nowhere yeah. with a chair laid out uh, kill switch passes a chair over to Gar- to Garcia. And they, they both got chairs and they're holding off the patriarchy and, uh, so yeah, we got a title match for Revolution, Christian against Daniel Garcia. So I guess Edge is, uh, you know, I guess they're probably gonna do that match at double or nothing. I don't know, or he's gonna show up. Like we talked about that last week, eh? He might just show up and, you know, cost Garcia the match, perhaps. Yeah, if they're gonna put if they're gonna put Copeland with Christian, they could always blame Garcia for Copeland taking the concerto. 
Yeah. I just thought of something weird, though. Instead of Copeland turning, what if Menard turns on, on Garcia and yeah. Daddy Magic becomes part of the patriarchy? Oh. Well, yeah? <laughs> I mean, the other thing, I mean, Garcia could end up joining the patriarchy. I'm, I That's true, that. too. I don't I, yeah. I don't think so, though. I think, they but I think, I think what's going to happen is Copeland is going to cost Christian the title or Garcia the title, but not like um, not purpose. like churning. No, yeah. like he's going to he's going to attack Christian. Like, yeah. you know, and, and that's, you know, they're eventually going to get together. But I think they they got one more match in them at least. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Jason reminds me they announced an overrun. They weren't looking to kill time. No, they were. I don't know what's going on with these overruns, but I have a feeling that like maybe TNT is asking for them. I'm not positive of that, but. Uh, oh, no, I think it's the other way. I think Tony's asking for him and they're giving it to him because even though he's got is... no material, like, yeah, because okay. what, what happens is everybody's tuning in for the show afterwards and he gets that gotcha. crowd too, and it's part of the gotcha. ratings. That's what they were doing with uh, it's what they did on uh, Raw or not Raw. Oh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was Nitro, they used to do that all the time. Yeah. So, well, then NXT that. does it, so... and, and 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 that way they can also then boost. How yeah. great of a ratings the, this new stupid Petrick show has gotten on TBS because that's a new show that's produced by David Letterman and it's kind of a Tiffany property for them right now. Ah, and and they and Dynamite can take some of the credit for it. Yes. All right. Uh, we go back again to Remarkable Renee. She's with RVD, Hangman, and Hook, and Hangman is just pissed off. She asked him about the world title match at Revolution, and he said, "Well, tonight's opportunity for all of us." Uh, opportunity for Hook to avenge your loss to Joe, an opportunity for RVD to, uh, to avenge losing to Swerve in a in a hardcore match. He's yelling at both of them, and he said, "Remember, our goal tonight is to hurt Swerve Strickland." And then RVD's <laughs> like, "Yeah, let's hurt him." And he like fist bumps Hook, and Hook's like, "Yeah, whatever." And yeah, it was just, I mean, it was just basically a promo to set up the fact that Hangman wasn't going to be on the same page as his partners. It was fine. Uh, Hangman is full, like the beard's gone. He's just got the mustache now. He's just rocking the stash. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Mag- Magnum, Magnum Page is what we can call him. <laughs> uh, next, we got uh, they had advertised Tony Storm. Well, earlier it was Tony Storm and Deanna Perazzo are both going to be in action, but then during the show they told us Deanna's opponent, Madison Rain. Uh, but in this, Tony's opponent was Sydney Winnell. And Sydney Winnell looks like a grown-up Billy Starks. Um, that's the best way I can describe her. Like I, you know, I don't really know of any way. And amazingly, she got some offense in. Uh, she was running wild on Tony early, but then Tony reversed it with a Thez press. She knocked her into the corner. She hit a bulldog. They went to black and white, and Tony posed, and that allowed the jobber to get a little bit more. She hit a jawbuster. And then Tony quickly turned around. She hit her local sweet talent. She is from uh, the area. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney Winnell. Uh, she did her sweet cheeks music and she hit the storm zero in the middle. Then she went for the ankle lock, but uh, uh, the jobber looked like she wanted to tap, but then Tony uh, instead switched over to a Venus de Milo and uh, she verbally tapped and the match was over. So that was well, no, it. she, she, she fl- flapped the, the hand in the back of there so that she could tap out. But yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I, yeah. I thought she verbally tapped, but that's fine. So yeah, that was it. She just used uh, Deanna's uh, finisher on her. Yes. And, yeah. And then while she's celebrating, uh, they so it's funny because they they did two women's matches and they advertised two women's matches, but they put them both in the same segment. So mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you can't you, you can't have it all. 
Um, but uh, anyways, they uh, so during Tony's celebration, Deanna's music played, and she was not happy about that. Uh, but uh, we got Deanna Prazo and Madison Rain, and the fans. Uh, we'll have to ask Kevin, but I have a feeling that uh, him and uh, the rest of the 2,100 people in the building decided to go for Stop and get snacks during this match. Yeah. Yep. So, and they went a while. I mean, it wasn't super long, probably like six minutes or something, but they went through a commercial. They were dressed like partners. Did you notice that? Like they a looked like bit. partners. Yeah. yeah. It was not exactly. Well the, sto- the well, the story that they were telling during commentary, if you remember, oh, yeah. is that, is that Rain, uh, Rain trained yeah. Peraza or was her partner or something like that at one time. I forget what it was. Mentor. She did a hell of a job because uh, Deanna is a lot better than she is. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, but, look, that happens with some teachers. True. True. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan and the Miz. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so, on it tonight, aren't you? Okay. During this ma- during this match, they gave the lineup for Rampage. So get this. I don't know if you caught it. I did not. Okay, so I will I will preface this by saying this is every episode of uh of Rampage that's ever happened. Well, let's see. Are the best friends on it? Uh no. Okay, so then it's not that. every episode right. of Rampage. So, uh, we got uh, Mariah May against Anna Jay. So Anna Jay, uh, she lost to our friend, the Queen Almanada. She's losing again this week. Uh, kind of here Jackson- for that match. Uh, that Queen Almanada Anna Jay match was wasn't wasn't that was bad. a good match. That was a good match. Yeah. yeah, Queen got finally got a win, and she's all elite. So we, we won't be seeing her again anytime soon. Nope. Now go to Ring of Honor. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Jacksons will be in action, of course. Matthew and Nicholas. We will hear from Sammy Guevara after his, what did they call it? His dream match over Jeff Hardy. Uh, uh, they, their words, not mine. Uh, Roderick Strong wasn't so much paid. of a dream for Jeff Hardy, but that's okay. Not, not really. <laughs> He's got some answering to do. Roderick Strong against Jake Hager, we had mentioned earlier. A trio's three-way. Uh, Private Party and Matt Seidel. All right. Uh, against that's Penta. Rampage. Yeah. yeah, Penta, Commander, and Brian Keith. That's Rampage. What? And Andretti what? and Top Flight. Oh, Penta. Yeah. Commander. And Black Commander. Because Com- Commander's the new uh, Phoenix until Phoenix comes back. Yes. And Brian Keith. Yes, Black Commander. Well, you know, Brian Keith could be hiding south of the border because a bounty went wrong. <laughs> and he teams up with a couple of okay. Never mind. Who's the third team again? You got the pesos. I got the pistols. No, 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 no. Let no. What? Let's not turn this into a musical. What's All the right. third team? Uh, uh, Action Andretti and Top Flight. Oh, good God! That that's is rampage. Ram- I mean, that's the most rampagey rampage rampage of. That's rampages. exactly what I tweeted. The most rampagiest rampage that there's ever been. Yes. Um. Yeah. So uh, back to the match. Uh, Rain landed funny. Ref thought she was out. Deanna put on the ankle lock for the win. Two and a quarter stars. <laughs> yeah, this uh, and then and then and then Tony Storm gets yeah. a beat down on her, which is yeah. slightly yeah. strange given that Tony Storm's there's no way in hell Tony Storm is losing that match. No, no, because they're saving that belt for Mercedes. Uh, so yeah, she comes out for the post match attack. She throws a shoe into the ring. Deanna fought her off, but then. Uh, Mariah May distracted, and that allowed Tony to get the ankle lock on. And I guess it's got they call she calls it the break a leg. 
um obviously you know oh, wait are you just... saying that mercedes isn't taking the julia hart title and we're gonna just bypass no. mariah may's fantastic rise to no no women's mariah championship Mays. mariah may is done uh, i'm sorry to break it to you <laughs> she she hasn't even done anything that's the thing. i know but she's done uh so the ref's trying to get luther to break it up for some reason so tony's got this ankle lock on forever and remember earlier in the mat, earlier in the night when uh, the BCC and FTR were, were yeah, we had brawling. security and, and everybody yeah. coming all the way they don't down. Care. Nobody they don't care about this. Nobody, nobody. Well, not they a were, they single were person. The ref though was trying to get Luther to break it up. Like Luther, her body man or whatever the hell he is, Butler. Yeah, uh, he's trying yeah. to get him to break it Butler, up, but man, he won't. He's like. No, I'm not breaking it up. And then eventually she just finally gives it up. And uh, and then uh, she's this in the corner. This is baffling to me, though. I mean, I'm still Whoa, baffling. It, Jason, Jason kind of gets to it, too. It's like, why are we making Deanna look this weak going into a going into a match based on a feud where she has looked weak almost every week? They did the same thing with Abaddon and Julia Hart. It's 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 freaking it's malpractice is what it is. Yeah. I mean, Deanna's going to be ROH bound. She's she's set up days. to fail is what she yeah. is. She might even be in that. Although, although get, then the, now she might, you know, now that Tony's listening to this, might make her win and just to screw everybody oh, up yeah. and go, wait, what? Well, I told you. Yeah. Uh, so then there she's in the after she finally decides to give up the ankle lock, she goes over into the ropes. And she starts smearing lipstick all over her face. I have no idea why. Can you explain? So she's crazy. Okay, that's, I mean, that's the only explanation I had, but I didn't think it was much of an explanation. Um, and then Deanna was like almost crying. And she, I don't know if she's selling her if her foot was really hurt. Yeah, she is. She's trying to take off her boot because it's swelling. Which is yeah. Like, you're not yeah, supposed to so. do that with when it, when something swells. You're supposed to keep it on for a while because yeah, so otherwise hope, it'll blow hope. up like a balloon. So you yeah. figure she was just selling? So that's, yeah. I mean, if she was just selling, that was good because I was actually concerned for her. So that, that's good, good work by her. I think it was, yeah, I was selling the ankle lock. So we had heard, I'd heard all, they put up graphics all night. We will hear from Sting and Darby. We will hear from Sting and Darby. So I'm like, great. You know what? Kev, Kevin gets to hear Sting live. I saw that. Kev, I don't think that means what you think it means. Well, uh, I did. Paul. I, well, I, you know, because I was behind on the show. So I thought, yeah, he's going to come out like Daniel Garcia did. And kind I of hope promo Kevin's the... really mad at you because of this, by the way. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> Kevin. It was a tape promo. Um, <laughs> it was a and, great tape promo, though. Oh, it was. But I mean, and we probably honestly found out why he's not there and why he wasn't there last week. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, Darby says, when you're close to the end, you look back at your life, the fame, the spotlight, the material objects we coveted. Well, we've been looking at old photos, and Sting, can I show these old photos? And I guess Sting told him he could. So he shows the camera a photo of Sting and his sons, Garrett and Steven. And this looks like it's got, like, what, 1990? Like, I don't know how old those kids are, but um, they, they were very young. And he says... It like uh, an indie show. Or how, I mean, this was during... Uh, might have been TNA. This, no, this was Wolfpack Sting. Oh, okay, so like 96. Face and yeah. the hair... And he was with yeah. a, uh, you know, uh, one of those grandmothers that loves pro wrestling. And, and yeah, so fun. these kids yeah. are like, you know, probably six, well, maybe eight. his mom. It might have been his mom with a, oh, with yeah. a grandma yeah. there. So, yeah. So he says, uh, Sting's children here, Garrett and Steven, they're about the same age as your kids are right now. And uh, this is this man's fashion blood. And the only thing that matters to him is family. And then onto the screen comes Sting. 
And he says, you hit the nail on the head, Darby. Family is all that matters. It struck a nerve with me. All my years in professional wrestling, no one has ever messed with my flesh and blood till you. Bucks. The way he said Bucks. Yeah. Lots going on in my personal life. This. The Bucks. And only seven days ago, another family member of mine, my father, passed away. Christians like alarm bells. Yeah, that's, that was a joke I made too. Yeah. Like, you remember the original thought of having Sting face Christian at yep. Greensboro? Yeah. Oh, oh, I was thinking about that. If Sting's dad had died a month ago, they would have changed this. Yeah. Um, he said, back to the, he says, he was like a hero to me. He taught me right. He makes me think a lot about my own mortality. I used to think I was so invincible. Sometimes I still feel that way. Time catches up with everyone. Cut with me for sure. I know that truly I'm not invincible. But one thing I do know, everything that I have left in me, I'm bringing to revolution. And it's going to meet you face to face. You bucks. You have a fight on your hands. The fight of your life. You can't see ends. Freaking beautiful. This might have been Sting's best promo ever, too. Oh, I got to be honest with you. I've watched a lot of Sting promos. I've, you know, the TNA ones were entertaining. Main event Mafia Sting was kind of awesome. Uh, You know, Surfer Sting never had a great promo necessarily. Reflective old gunfighter Sting. This was like John Wayne or. Yeah, this is John Wayne in the shoot. This is John Wayne in the shootest. Yes, where yes, he's yeah. the dying gunfighter, and he's like, yeah. you know, he's like giving his final words and stuff like that. Yeah, I, uh, I Rocky, Rocky Balboa, and like you know the last Rocky, you know, like this is the oh. Wild Bunch going into their final, uh, final yeah. doom type of a thing. I, I really, really, and and the way I like said it, like I mean, the the crowd, like I was wondering if they they even had the crowd volume on, but then they reacted at the end. So this crowd was silent through this whole promo. Because they were hanging on every single word he yeah, said. I was watching his eyes because his eyes were meeting everybody. Oh. I mean, this is one of those promos directly in the camera. Again, you're connecting yep. with your audience. It connected with me. But, immediately, but he I was, was also like, talking directly to the Bucks. Yeah, I was thinking personal. What's, what's going on in his personal? And is he getting divorced? Is his wife leaving? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, me too. Yeah, Because yeah. I hadn't heard anything about his father nope. passing away. I was just like, oh. No, and I then, mean, yeah. it stings, you know, stings 62, 62. His dad's probably like 90. So and he wasn't, he sure wasn't he camping up. Life. He wasn't camping up the anger or the emotion. No, either. He was just being, no. this is, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You all you are boys, going to feel pain. You boys done stepped in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. the, the, you effed around. Now yeah. you're going to find out. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you played the band. Now you got to pay the piper, you know, whatever, whatever the old sayings are. Every one of them applies. Um, yes. And, and it was when he was done, like, they can't, like, he has to win. Like, I mean, there's, they, they can't lose. I, I don't know. Unless it's a catastrophic event in which they're, they've decided Darby is going to be a heel now. He can't lose. But if Darby's going to be a heel, if he turns on the sting in Greensboro, he's going to be the hottest heel in this damn company. Oh, what, Darby? Yes. Oh my God! No, no, no! Darby's got to be the new. Sting. I'm just I'm laying that out there. Okay. Okay. But it was it was also weird that Darby's kind of talking like he's at the end of his career too. I think he is. <laughs> like I think I, not by choice. <laughs> well, I mean he's going to climb Mount Everest. Put it this way, I would 
put the over under on Darby Allen matches after revolution. I mean, definitely under 50, um, maybe under 20. Yeah, I know. But, like, but I mean, he was talking the same way sting as if he had been in the business for like 40. Oh years. yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Yeah. Cause he's like, yeah, he's like the end of your road. <laughs> and you know, like, you look back, how, but, how are you? Yeah. 25. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason points out he guess this is why Darby cut the political promo, but it would have been easier. Well, yeah, it, it would have yeah. been easier not cut the promo. You know what? It would have been easier. Did you watch? Say he's gonna kill him just just for Darby to say, "Look, I ble- you made me bleed all over you. I'm gonna kill you next week." That's all he had to say last did week. You, well, yeah, but did you did you read? Did you watch Rampage? No. Okay, they aired a, a video package and and a tape promo from Darby. That was everything he should have said in last week's promo. Oh, Except it. Rampage had a third of the audience. You know, it was on Friday afternoon during the all, you know, before the All Star game. It was perfect. Was and it? all I... they had to do was air that promo last week instead of what they actually aired. Worth seeking out? Good or just? Not really. Good. I mean, it's okay. exactly what you would expect. All right. But, but I mean, it was exactly, I mean, it was almost word for word what you just said. All right. Yeah, you're walking around with. I mean, this is the promo. This is if I'm scripting Darby, you jackasses are walking around with my blood on those pretty white suits. Well, on March third in Greensboro, that's going to be your blood, and that's good. That's a good if line. You think that you're getting these hand your hands on these belts? I will die before I let you get your hands yeah. on these belts. And yeah. you know. That's what I'll do. And then that, you wear a video package of Darby flying all over the place. Yeah. Like, no, that's a fan. No, that's fantastic. That that's yeah. yes, that's everything I've ever wanted. Go ahead. It, it is on AW social media. So okay. you can watch it. It's like three minutes long. Yeah. All right. So this is where my notes went away. I have things to do. Yeah. This is where my <laughs> notes went away. So next we got uh Tony Shabani again in the ring with something else that I'm sure was they did at the last minute because they hadn't they had, they had to fill holes in the show. And it was freaking great. <laughs> uh, kind of. Um, Tony, Tony Schiavone introduced Wardlow. And he comes out. He's pissed off. He's he walking Shivani, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I was looking at. I was trying to yeah. see, you know, is his no, no leg brace. No, nothing. Didn't, didn't see a brace under his pants or no. anything. No. So he he comes out there. He threatens Tony Schiavone. Tony leaves. That's and great. he said, two years ago, thousands of people were chanting my name in a matter that hasn't been seen in decades and the rocket was strapped to my back, but it was put on upside down. And I've been screwed time and time again. And uh, you'd think that the one homegrown megastar would have been champion a long time ago, but I've never received a title shot. Something these people in the back should be thrown in jail and arrested for. It's like, mm, maybe not the time to be talking about that. But uh, he brought up the best in the world and the real world champion. So, I don't know, did he have a match with Punk that I'm forgetting about? Because he was talking about Punk a lot. And talking about MJF, um, but uh, he's not going to be facing either of those. Then he says, finally, uh, there's Samoa Joe, and I choked you out, and I took that TNT title from you last week, and and those suits and shiny titles will look better on me than you. I'm the uncrowned world champion, and I'm the king of AEW, and it's about time I started eating like one. And uh, if anyone wants to get in my way, this is no longer wrestling. This is war. And that was that. And I'm like, Wondering, okay, that was all great, fine and dandy, but what the hell are they building to? And then uh, Excalibur mentioned he's going to be in something. I think this is the exact words. He's going to be in something called Meat Mayhem. Is that is that the name? Yes, I think so. Okay. Meat Mayhem, which 
I didn't know like the way he described it. I thought it was just going to be like a match, like with Wardlow and like maybe a mystery opponent or something. But um, no. And then because then later uh, someone else was talking about oh, uh, Callus said that Hobbs is going to be a meat mayhem. So I think it's just going to be a bunch of meaty men stopping meat. It is. It's a hoss match. It's a hoss battle royal, I believe. Is that what it is? Okay. I well, think so. Yeah, I'm here for that. Um, in fact, I think I tweeted that exact word out. I'm here for meat mayhem. Um, that should be fun. Who do you, who do you think we get in there? Uh, Miro, right? If he's available. Yeah. Hold on. I, I was looking something up, and uh, yeah. Oh, it's meat madness. I'm sorry. To t- Punk, take off Punk on and, March Punk Madness. And Wardlow had a match in uh, December of 2022 on Dynamite. Oh, okay. Did Punk Rome. win? Yes. Okay. But not uh, before Wardlow beat the crap out of him. You know what? I remember that. <laughs> let's see. Was... You could have. You could have. Uh, let's see. Okay. You'll have maybe maybe Rusev or. Uh, yeah. Whatever uh, is being called now. Miro. Miro. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Jake Hager. Blade or not the Blade, the Butcher. Uh, well, Jake Blade Hager. Too. Um, death. Maybe Takeshita. Maybe I don't know. No, no. Takeshita's they they, they would have said Osprey. that. In there. No, Takeshita's yeah. facing Osprey. But Hobbs, 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 Hobbs is in it. They said yeah, Hobbs is in it. Uh, the oh, uh, uh, JD Drake, JD Drake, Bear Country. Uh, well, what do you mean the or whatever Iron they're Savages? called now, Iron Savages. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Boulder and Bronson. Sotnam could be in it. Yeah, yeah. Sotnam. Um. Maybe they get one guy. You know who's going to freaking win this thing? Very huh. meaty, very evil. <laughs> yeah, put Dan Housen in this thing. <laughs> no, I mean, Wardlow's got to win it, I think. And yeah, um, I mean, you'd always put a small guy with a scale on there. I think Ishii could be in this thing. That'd be fun. Ishii, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, hopefully they bring in a few people. Uh, uh, who's that guy? Um, Hechicero. Oh, uh, Nick Camarado could be in this. Oh, yeah. He's been, yeah, out of the witness protection program. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a few others that we're probably forgetting, but they, they got some meaty men. Uh, oh, Billy Gunn? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> maybe they. Maybe this is where Seamus debuts. That'd be fun. He's I don't not, think he's free yet. No, he's, he's not free. No, so yeah. let's not do that. Uh, I'm trying to think of big dudes on, like like they can get a bunch of southern indie wrestlers if they want. Is there any of the cuts? Uh, like Elias, you know, Elias would be a freaking monster in that company. Probably. Yeah, he would. Yeah, they could bring uh, him no, in. They, uh, yeah, he would be. Steve Macklin. Macklin won't be a free agent yet. Oh, I thought he was. I thought his contract was up. It's coming up. Oh, okay. Okay. I believe. Hmm. Forbidden door. Uh, Jeff Cobb yeah. could always show up. Jeff Cobb, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, so we'll we'll have a we'll have a fun match. I'll be looking forward to this one. All right, Black Taurus. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? He'd be tiny, I think, compared to the rest of those guys in there. He's he's, he's, a, me- he's a meaty guy for a luchador. That's true. True. Yeah, Hechiceros. Hick Hickaleo. Oh bring yeah, him yeah, yeah. Hickaleo. Yeah. Bring in yeah. Ming. Oh god. <laughs> That'd be that'd be fun. Hacksaw. The barbarian. Oh, okay. Now we're now we're getting. You ever, you ever, no, go back and watch 1989 Great American Bash. That is a meat match right there. That that double battle royal they have. That's like Doctor Death, Ron Simmons, Dan Spivey, Sid Vicious, <laughs> Mike Rotunda. You know that that's a meat match right there. This this is a you know, it's slightly Arby. It's Arby's adjacent in terms of having the meat. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. All right, we get a, another promo that was. I have no idea why it was on the show. Uh, Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Hold on, I haven't oh. talked about this Wardlow promo. Hold on, you're right. Okay, I got, sorry, I got, sorry, I got, sorry, sorry, sorry. This was is this Ward- the other guy you were referring to? Yes, this is Wardlow's okay. promo of his career, and we're just we're just we're talking about this stupid meat match. Let's get well. Well, the only thing I didn't like was that he was talking about people from another company. But. No, the only thing I didn't like was he was talking about office politics and people in the back not giving him a title shot and stuff. I'm like, no, screw that. The, the stuff when he's talking about destroying everybody who was the former world champion was great. Okay. And alluding well, to Well, yeah, them. yeah, like the MGF, yeah, but I don't know about, I don't know why you need to mention Punk. Because he's in the other company and screw him. We're better. They, dude, everybody's been doing this for years. When guys would jump, they they show him. They when Vader jumped, WCW put out video packages of him getting destroyed by various wrestlers in WCW. I am fine with the petty. I am okay. on this one. All right, all right, all right. Because it's getting Wardlow over by saying I've destroyed every champ out of the last three or four champions you've had in this company, and I haven't gotten a world title shot. So that, I'm fine that, with I that. mean, yeah, that that makes sense. And I mean, it's a question that everyone has. Um, I mean, why isn't he ranked? But that's another another issue. Um, oh yeah, right. Wardlow turned on MJF in the Punk MJF chain match and won the TNT belt when Punk got hurt. Yeah, and then I think too. he lost it to Joe. And then Joe yes. won it back or something. And then and then and then he like and then they had that stupid cutting the ponytail crap. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Oh. They, they they've been so mismanaged. I mean, look, and I get that. Like the he's home right. Room, the home no no he's saying everything that's correct. Although I don't know if they I'm need a, to be arrested. I don't think you need to be saying I'm a homegrown talent, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody cares about that. Just kick people's ass. That's all that matters yeah. about that. But True. you know, it, it's one of those things where I mean. Like when he was white hot to be turned and then they didn't turn him in Cleveland that one time, that was, that was, and then they tried to find another way around it. Then he was ice cold. I mean, yeah. Oh, that, that actually, this was a good line because he mentioned that he broke punk and he still That's what I was alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, then that, yeah, punks, you know, he did one match in WWE and he got, that was a reference to best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the other thing is they didn't actually say who he was talking about. So, I mean, I would think most people are going to know. Most of us can put two and two together. True, true. Uh, This promo from the Bang Bang Scissor Gang, I don't know that we need to. It sucked. Let's move on. Dave Meltzer calls it the Bang Bang Scissors Gang. (laughs) That's a lot. You said that like four times. Um, But, uh, yeah, so they're. Basically, they're setting up a match, I think, on collision. Basically, Jay White's Uh, upset that the, uh, that the, that the, uh, gun brothers want to team with their dad right so he decides to break them up so it's going to be austin uh daddy ass and himself as the collision cowboys uh this saturday in in six-man action so anthony bowen says it doesn't matter the combo everyone loves the acclaim bang bang boy the acclaimed ever since having that one great match they are Nothing. Cold. Yes. They are cold. And uh Caster uh tweeted because they're not on, good as baby faces. I'm gonna tell you that right on, now. They're on much Rampage, better heels. On Rampage, I guess during the tapings, he cut a promo where he mentioned NDAs and they edited it off the show, and he wasn't happy about that. Yes. Um, all right. Renee Paquette backstage with the Don Callis family asked Callis if he's given any more thoughts on the match between Will Ospreay and Konosuke Takeshita. He says, uh, "Big, it's going to help us big time. Win or lose, the best wrestlers in the world will still be part of the family. And uh, you'll notice that Will Ospreay did his farewell match in the UK and Tony Khan 
didn't bring him back to the United States because he's waiting. I'm going to send the Callis family jet and I'm going to bring him back to the States for revolution. And he says, Sammy Guevara, you cuck. He says, "I uh, Will Hobbs is going to have some words for you on Rampage, and then uh, he's going to enter this meat madness. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was that. So uh, the way he said cuck was something else. Yeah. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I thought he was going to say the other C word the way he said it. I think that was the point. But, no, I mean, look, Callus is still great. It's just yeah. we, <laughs> he's so delusional though because Will Will's like he, he does his edgy stuff to be edgy and it's, like, it's fine. I, I like Callus, yeah. uh, the Callus family jet, which made mm-hmm. me laugh in many ways. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it is kind of funny because uh, I'm sure Osprey didn't come back because they did mention that Osprey's going to be on Dynamite next week. Um, so I guess Callus is going there, going to England to get him. Or it'd be funny if Callus was in England on Wednesday. <laughs> And, yeah, and Osprey's already here, um, you know, and and they they go to like. Satellite. I went to pick you up. Where were you? And yeah, then turns on him. Yeah, yeah, that could be good. Uh, all right, uh, where are we here? Sorry, because I didn't have my notes. I, I'm yes. faking it very well. Main event. Main event. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, we got a uh, we got a message. Uh, I actually confirmed. Ke- Ke- Kevin told us that uh, Hangman, yeah, uh, looked that. good at first, and then was kind of cussing to himself, limping to the back. And uh, our boy, uh, friend of the Jeff, Sean Rossap, says, "Yeah, it looks that way. It looks like he got injured in this match." So it could be problems for Evolution. I guess could we'll be. Play. Could be a one on one. Well, which that, is fine. Yeah, I am totally fine with that. Although. That's the thing might, that might ruin the plan, but yeah, yeah, because I don't think they want to pin Swerve right now, and I don't think they want to take the belt off Joe. So Hangman was kind of a who's, good who's place. ranked number who's ranked number three? <laughs> Copeland, he's injured. Okay, there you go. We can pin yeah. Copeland in Greensboro. Yeah, uh, except he's injured. Um, all right, so they, as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned this earlier. They went through one, two commercials. One last breaks. match for Sting, and he goes, he enters himself in the heavyweight title, and wins with the title. Yeah, I could do that. I've put RVD in there. No, um, God, no. So, yeah, speaking of which, it was uh, Samoa Joe, Swerve Strickland, and Brian Cage against Hangman Page, Hook, and RVD. Uh-huh. And uh, I spent way too long before Dynamite even started arguing with people on X about how this match totally makes sense. And uh, I'm not paying attention to the show and, and all this stuff. And it's like, okay. I understand that these people all have loose alliances, but I also understand that there's no need to have Rob Van Dam involved in your world title angle. I'm sorry. There is no convincing. And it's not that I'm not paying attention and it's not that I don't know what's going on. It's that I don't think Rob Van Dam belongs in the world title angle, but that's besides the point. I don't see why small Joe and Swerve Strickland are teaming. And uh, I was told, oh well, Joe and Rob. It was Van because Dam- of, I, did you get a lot of the? It was it was because of the pick your poison type of thing. Cause- yeah, and 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 Samoa Joe has history with Rob Van Dam going back to TNA. Eh, and no, no. Uh, that, that know, stuff's and, BS. Oh yeah, and and Hook and RVD, they're an established tag team, and Hangman has referenced RVD in his promos, and he picked him in the pick your poison match, and I didn't think blah, it made blah, sense blah. until I saw Rob Van Dam get beaten. And yeah. It's like okay, now and where and where was sense. Bishop Khan then? You know why wasn't he in this match instead of Brian Cage? <laughs> That's true. That's, That's yeah. actually a good point. Now that I think about it, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, 
they had a match. I mean, it was it it was fine. I thought this through, match was fun. I, I it was know. good. I mean, they went through two breaks. It was. I like that know. they weren't doing constant. Okay, Swerve and Joe can't get along. Because I, I no 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 certain, yeah that's true yeah I thought for well, certain Hangman and Joe were gonna ro- walk out on their teams. I did. I, I thought, thought I was more. positive Hangman was gonna walk out. Yeah, team. this match like, was fun. Ball yeah. had some fun about RVD wrestling. like worked yeah, most of it. From what yeah. I can tell, I, yeah, I, he did. did. Did all his moves. He actually looked good. Tony like, Khan loves him from Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, I mean, he grew up on ECW, so he he got to shine. Um, you know, and and they they did a lot of spots. They eventually worked to this spot where like all three of them were in the ring at the same time, and uh, they squared off. And then you know, I, I don't even remember what happened. And like I said, I don't have my notes. So, um, but uh, they did. Uh, did a Tower of Doom spot. Hook hit the red room on Cage. Made a blind tag to Joe. Hook ate a power, pop-up powerbomb. Uh, Page flew in with a buckshot on Cage. Oh, yeah, and this is where Joe Strickland and Page were left alone in the ring. They showed the Revolution graphics. That was nice timing. Strickland and Joe took out Page. He rolled to the floor. And I guess, is that where he hurt himself? Or No, it was No, later. no, no. It was when he reversed on the muscle buster. Yeah. He was up oh, on yeah, the right. muscle buster and he came down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Page... Powerbomb Strickland off the apron through the announce table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then Joe ducked a buckshot back inside, hit a snap power slam for two. Already took out Cage with a stinger splash, slingshot splash, made the tag. Joe waiting. Didn't see Hook, and he ate an exploder. RVD went up for the five-star. Cage shoved him off, wiped out Hook with a discus lariat. And then Joe sank on the Kikina clutch, and RVD faded and passed out. No uh, arm bar. No, like, raising the arm three times for those of you keeping score. And uh, Joe held up the AW title. Strickland looked on with Nana and Paige kept telling the cameraman not to shoot him, hoping is holding his ankle. And uh, the uh, writer here on the notes I'm reading said, hopefully Paige isn't injured. Yeah. Uh, and well, it looks like it, he might be, he might be, uh, might have turned an ankle. I hope that's they, all it they, was. They threw up a graphic uh, uh, during the, like the, you know, like after the match quickly, they now Excalibur never even mentioned it, but, Brian Danielson against Junakayama on collision. Yeah, no, I think they announced that uh, last week sometime. No, it was on Twitter. Yeah, like, it's like never been mentioned on TV. Not, yeah, of course not. But um, I mean, not that, not that. I was kind of hoping Cage would go in there and hope that all three of them could have their hands raised, but you knew Swerve and Joe weren't going to do that. But I found the whole no. It was weird though funny. at the end when it was funny to me when 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 uh, Joe had the clutch on um, on RVD. It looked like Nana was like trying to get Swerve to like break it up or something, and Swerve was kind of looking on like he was pissed off. So I guess he's mad that Joe took the win. Yeah, you know, like I yeah, think that's so. I think that's a story. Cage was kind of uh, standing guard on the outside. I thought he was going to roll inside to stand guard for anybody who might jump in and try and break it up. But I thought that I also thought that might be why Nana was trying to get Swerve up. But I guess not. Gotcha. I think it was just to get him up after the you know. But but he was. I would imagine Swerve was probably also distracted by Hangman like legit in real life kind of thing. Like, well, yeah, but he was also selling the effects of the power bomb. Yes. Yeah. That too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a good match. I mean, it was, it was fine. It was, you know, what it was a good TV main event. I thought, I thought, you know, this is the kind of thing they do is they combine a couple of angles and put it in the show. It was good. And it wasn't too convoluted, you know, like like you said, not too much of the, Oh, is at at the end, you got the, you got the, you got the expected, you know, swerve nails, Joe. So, yeah. you know, yeah. now, now we're no longer friends. Yeah. Well, and they, they never were. <laughs> or part, oh, I mean, now we're no longer partners, you know. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
And that was that. That was uh, that was dynamite. We got one more week of this build, and I mean, often well, the you you see these things a lot in terms of this was the best dynamite I've ever seen, et cetera. So this might be my favorite dynamite um, of the last fifty-two weeks. Really? Wow. In terms in terms of it had a nice mix of good wrestling and good non wrestling. I thought, I, and that's what I want. I don't want all good wrestling. I want angle building i want promos i want things like that that are i, I really like the show two weeks ago with uh you know that swerve uh page opener and the the sting and darby winning the tag titles at the no, end that was, with, no that was no that was a great ma- that was a great show too i'm I'm, yeah. I'm not saying best show i'm saying favorite okay. favorite yeah that's fair that's fair i yeah i would i you know what it's hard for me to say favorite and it has nothing to do with AEW, but it has to I mean, do with I, my freaking laptop dying in the middle of it. I'm trying to and decide the, whether or not I like that opening tag match for, more than uh, Takeshita and Darby. Yeah, a lot of people go back to that Takeshita Darby match. I mean, personally for me, it's Swerve and Page, but everyone's got their different favorites. Yeah, um, I uh, I preferred the uh, the one hour cage match on uh, that New Japan show over Danielson and Zack Saber and. Ten people in the observer poll agreed with me. So, <laughs> see, I didn't, li- I didn't like that match at all. Oh, really? Okay. I, I thought, I thought, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was a nice experiment. It was a brave experiment, but you can't do a Southern Blood match in New Japan because there's no crowd reaction to anything that happens in that match. Until well, and, and the fight. other thing is, is, is you don't watch it as closely as I do, so you might not have been as invested in the. That's also very, very true. But I was also yeah. invested. I, w- I was trying to be just invested in watching the match, and that was fair enough. Yeah, and if, okay. if it's just about the match, like if this was like if this was just some random promotion, and somebody said, "Oh, you got to watch this match." I would feel the same way as you. Like I would okay. be like, well, I don't, I don't care who these people are. Um, I, I, you know? I mean, I, I like the visual of it and everything like that. Yeah. But, uh, let, let's yeah. let's just end the show because we're right. arguing about stuff that's not AEW. <laughs> well, what I wanted to say though was, um, we have I think 10, 11 days till Revolution. Yeah. And uh, a lot yeah. of times the the uh, discourse around AEW is, oh, you know what, they don't great on paper, but they haven't done any build. Yeah. Well, that is not the case here. That's not the case here. No, exactly. No, they, they've, they've, they've been building it. It's been very, they've been I think building it's probably and the building. best build of their career. The last, yeah. the last two or three shows have been nothing but pay-per-view build. Yeah. And I imagine we're going to get another one next week. And it's and made me it, more excited for the pay-per-view, to be honest with yeah. you. And then we got, the, and then right after the pay-per-view, we got, uh, you know, big business. We're going to have a new set. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Uh, Did you not see that? I did not. Tony Khan tweeted out a poem. On Unlike Valentine's Tony, Day. I'm not on. Fr- I'm not on freaking. Okay. So Twitter I don't right have now. it in front of me, but I'm going to try to do this from memory. Roses are red. No, the dynamite set is red. The dynamite set is blue. Like uh, no, roses are red. Violets are blue. The dynamite set is two. And after after revolution. It won't be anymore. So, like he just did the absolute worst poem that um, that would have been on the Granny Show. Um, I, I got to so doing a new set, announcing I have a new a new look for Dynamite on TV, and then just move on with it. I, I just yeah. I don't have time for this crap. Um, <laughs> no, I got I got to find this. I got to find this poem for you. Oh God! Uh, it Nipsey is... Russell, he ain't. Oh, here we go. Okay, Tony Khan has a Valentine's Day poem. This got to be it. Maybe you should get a date. Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. I got it. Roses are red, violets are blue. If you love wrestling, I appreciate you. It's a huge Wednesday. AW Dynamite. In... No, that's not it. Oh God, that must have been last year. Hang Can on. we just end this show? 
No. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Wait. Uh, oh, sorry. I got to read okay. this poem. All I got to right, read fine. this poem. Oh, here we go. AW Dynamite is red. AW Dynamite is blue. Until the Wednesday after AW Revolution, when we'll have a brand new set for you. <laughs> That's his poem. <laughs> so, anyways, get your get your points. Follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. This might be my last Dynamite show ever after Aww. going through that terrible bit. Uh, I do a show on Voices of Wrestling called Shake Them Roast with uh, Chris Novembrino this week. The Elimination Chamber preview, and hey, Chris has really enjoyed Raw. I liked Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, Dynamite was pretty solid. We might be poly positives, which will be Raw a new had- thing for us. Raw had the fifth highest cage match rating of any show or pay-per-view in the last three years. And that's uh, in all wrestling. Yeah. Not just a, not just WWE. Yeah. I, so. I think that, I, well, I also think the tribalists have, have figured out that uh, people are going in there with the, because people are paying attention to the AEW cage match rating because yeah, Tony yeah, loves it so but much. None so of the I other think... shows have been that good. It's just this one. No, it was a very good show. So we'll be talking about that. That'll drop uh, hopefully Friday before Elimination Chamber comes in. It just depends when you can record. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, follow me for bad jokes, 80s references, other things on uh, on Elon Musk's X at Crap Game 13. I don't have much to plug uh, other than the fact that I co-hosted a show with uh, our buddy Darren Dazza Wadsworth where he presented some uh, his top theme, uh, 15 theme songs from TV shows. So I put that up on my Facebook. You can check that out. And uh, also uh, tune into Rampage and find all of, out about the date between Cool Hand Ange and Tattooed Betty Rubble. So for Jeff Hawkins, I've been Paul Fontaine, and this has been The Dynamite Show. Barney Rubble. Barney Rubble. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.